story of Abraham. So all of the attention in the story of the Bible for the first 11 chapters ultimately leads you to Abram. Genesis chapter 12, we don't really know why. Abram isn't a a great guy. He seems to have been an idolater, like many people, worshiping other gods. But in Genesis chapter 12, the Lord speaks specifically to Abram. The Lord says to Abram, Go from your country and your father's house, your kindred, to the land that I will show you. And God promises to Abram, and I will make your name great. Everybody else in the world wanted to have a great name, but God chooses who's going to make who he's going to make great. And God says to Abram, to Abram, you go out, you trust me, I'll make your name great. I'll bless you. And in the end of verse 3, Genesis 12, 3 says, And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. This is good news, right? Because God has scattered people all over the world. There's different families all over the world. And God calls one man out of Ur, which is to say it's something like uh, it's another name for Babylon. God calls this man out to himself to come into relationship with himself and says, through you, I'm going to bless all those families on earth. And so now we know from Adam and Eve, down through Seth, down through Noah, down through Shem, all our hope is in Abram and in his offspring. That God, through him, God's going to bring blessing to the families of the earth. But Abram is married to a barren woman. She cannot have any children. He's already like 75 years old. He doesn't have any children. Will he believe? Will he obey God's call? And what you find out about this guy is he's different than anybody else we've ever met. He, he is a man who obeys. When God calls him to do something, even to leave everything behind, not knowing what lies in front of him, Abram obeys because he believes. He's a man of faith. And as you start to get familiar with Abram, you find out that he's not just a man of faith. He's a man who understands he's, he is to worship the Lord. He builds altars wherever he goes. He walks by faith, and eventually God leads him into with the land that he wants to give him, the land of Canaan. Now, there's all kinds of people in Canaan. How is he going to get that land? It's not clear. But God takes him to a land that he shows him to Canaan. He says, Abram, I'm going to give you this land. It's all going to be yours. It's going to be yours forever and for your offspring. But Abram Abram still doesn't have offspring. So you come into Genesis 15. He's been out wandering for a long time. And he starts to think, Lord, what what are you doing here? How how are you going to fulfill these promises? I have a servant. Is it through my servant that you're going to raise up offspring for me? Is that your plan? And God says, no, no, no. It's going to be from you. God takes him outside. It says, look up at the sky, count the stars. If you can, your offspring are going to be like that, Abram. You know what Abram does, Genesis 15, 6? Abram believed the Lord, and God counted that to Abram as righteousness. Well, things aren't always great in Abram's life. He has lapses of faith here and there. He has uh, times when he uses his wife to try to shield himself. Genesis chapter 16 they kind of come up with a plan where Abram will sleep with the, the maid of Sarah, Sarai, so that they can have a child through her. And, and it works. He has a, they have a son. But this is not God's plan. God doesn't need help to accomplish his plan or to fulfill his promises. No, no God's plan is to raise up offspring between Abram and Sarah. 
Sarai. Genesis chapter 17, he's now 99, he's about 99 years old. She's about 89 years old. God says, this time change your name from Abram to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah. Abram, you're not just a, a great father, you're going to be a father of a multitude. This time next year, God says, I am going to give you a son. That time next year, they do have a son. Old Abraham and old Sarah, they have a son. They name him Isaac. Laughter. God gave them joy in their old age. The promised offspring has arrived. Abraham waited about a hundred years, but 25 years he was out wandering around, trusting God's promises before God finally did what he said he would do. And then before you know it in the story, Genesis chapter 22, Isaac is still a pretty little guy, maybe 10 years old. And God tells Abraham, I want you to go and I want you to kill your son. I want you to offer your son to me as a sacrifice. Now Genesis 22 starts out and says the Lord tested Abraham because we want to, we're supposed to know this is a test. But Abraham doesn't know this. And what will he do? The son he's waited his whole life for. God says, I want you to give him to me because I know you love him so much. I want you to give him to me. And Abraham does exactly what God says. Early in the morning, he gets up with his son. He says, son, we're going to go over here. We're going to go over here and we're going to worship. We're going to offer to the Lord what he wants. Takes Isaac up to this mountain that God shows him. Puts him on an altar. Raises the knife to kill his beloved son. And at the last minute, God spares him and says, Now I know that you fear me. Because you wouldn't withhold from me even your only son that you love so much. And God reaffirms his promise to Abraham and to Abraham's offspring that God will bring blessing to all nations on earth through him and through his offspring.